Good morning, friends, and welcome to Hamburg Lore, the show where we explore the weird characters and history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I'm President Joe Biden. I'm Nathan Brandt. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, Joe. And today we're joined by our good, good pal, Sammy V. Hi, Sammy. How are you? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, it's going. Uh, Sammy, something we like to ask everybody here on Hamburg Lore, the very important question that as I am coming to learn, it's a lot harder to answer than I originally <laughs> thought. What is your favorite fast food item? This is a big question. And as soon as you messaged me on like Sunday asking me if I wanted to be on the show, I spent the entire week trying to think of a good answer. Yeah, you told me you told me like immediately you're like, oh, fuck, I have to have an answer for that. It's more important than your Zodiac, than your yeah. than your numerology than the name of your firstborn. Yeah, yeah, because this is what you choose. I didn't choose to get pregnant. <laughs> Mixter mom over here. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Um, it really does depend on like my sobriety level. If we're going for sure. what my current sobriety level is, which is mostly <laughs> it's pretty pretty sober it's gotta be mcdonald's i don't know if this was like an just my house thing if it's an immigrant thing or like or what but we ate a lot of mcdonald's growing up uh and i think my like comfort order would be a big mac with fries coke and then also just a thing of nuggies fuck yeah you can't <laughs> You can't go wrong with the classics, honestly. The double entree, the like yeah. 1.6 yeah. entree order is yeah. is the perfect <laughs> order. That's how you from do McDonald's. It. Like, like you get a, you get a double quarter pounder with cheese and then you also get a double cheeseburger because it's a different experience. I did that earlier. <laughs> hey, hey, bud, my high school was across the street from a McDonald's. So guess what the fuck I ate every day. <laughs> my lunch today was a double quarter pounder and the new like crispy chicken sandwich, which is Ooh. better than I expected. But it's also like not the best thing in the world because it's a McDonald's <laughs> crispy chicken sandwich. <laughs> no, no. McDonald's is McDonald's is great trash, though. It's like it's sort of like how you want a shitty pizza sometimes how we've discussed. Like, yeah, oh, sometimes yeah. you're like, I want that slop. Ever since I learned that the McDonald's uh, apple pies are vegan, every time my girlfriend <laughs> orders from McDonald's, I'm like, give me like four apple pies. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the double quarter pounder with cheese uh, today, I'd like to do my report on Captain Morgan. All right, let's go. We should say that we are doing uh, this report as well as where all three of us are drinking because yes. Sammy has a podcast. We usually wait for the end to plug, but if, stuff, <laughs> if if the vibes are strange on this one, I wanted you to know that Sammy has a podcast where they drink and watch a movie. And so in, in that uh, spirit, Cam is doing a report on an alcohol mascot and we all three of us are drinking on on spirit. Um, oh, and, so, uh, so go ahead and continue. I will, I will, I will get in your way no longer. I was like kind of interested in looking into this. I'm like, what the, what the fuck is going on with that mascot? And like, you, you think of a lot of like pirate media and like fucking yo ho ho and a bottle of rum, all that kind of shit. So like spiced rum. I literally just put it together just now right. that that's why he's totally. that. Yeah, Got and it, it. Like, <laughs> makes sense. Like that's just stuff that has always been there. But 
boy, this report just made me mad. Um, is he a colonizer? We'll get there. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> we'll get there is also what colonizers say. He's a white dude in the Caribbean. I feel like <laughs> good odds. Yeah, it's... Uh, Your mustache can't save you, Captain. It is that, but somehow worse. Oh, God. So I tried to put these together in like something resembling an order, but then I was just like, fuck this. I'm writing it down. Um, and also, like, there's a couple of things where I'm like, I didn't know this, so I just wrote them down. But we'll start from the top of my notes. Uh, so technically, okay, so Captain Morgan is a real person. Um, oh, no. That's worse. Captain Morgan is what inspired a lot of how people see pirates today. Really? Um, yeah, so Pirates of the Caribbean that we know it now, like the Disney, like very clearly cleaned up for like modern audiences. That stuff would not have existed without Captain Morgan. Is he is he why the rum is gone? I'm I'm why the rum's gone. <laughs> so his name was uh Henry Morgan. Um and he wasn't actually a pirate, but I mean that in a very technical sense that if you're going to argue with me about, then listen to the rest of my report and I'll tell you to shut the fuck up. He's kind of a poser. He was I'll tell you to shut the fuck right now. <laughs> he is a poser. He's got his leg up on that rum. <laughs> so he wasn't actually a pirate. The technical term for what he was was a privateer, which is what it's called when you after work, you cry in your car. That's a privateer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've had a lot of those over the last year. Um, but uh, privateer is literally just a hired pirate that is under the employ of like a government. Uh, in his case, he was being paid by the British government. Notoriously cool people. <laughs> yeah, especially during this point in time. Right. Yeah. The 1600s. Great. Great for not white people. Um, he was basically paid by the British government during their war with Spain over the Caribbean, over like the colonies and their territories that they basically just came in and like just took over when people were already living there. Uh, so, you know, uh, they basically realized that, OK, piracy is bad. But what if they were doing piracy for us instead? They recognized that, you know, uh, enslaving populations and erasing cultures for uh, financial gain worked out well for them. So they <laughs> created the term privateer, which was basically just mercenary pirates paid by governments to do their dirty work for them. Yeah, you're just a professional motherfucker at that point. Right, totally. This is just white Boba Fett. Yeah, absolutely. <gasps> <sighs> Captain Morgan, even by the loose standards of the day, was a fucking terrible person. <laughs> all of the wrong people loved him he was absolutely fucking ruthless um he was like an incredibly efficient commander which is why the british government fucking loved him um he would completely like outclass anybody that ever like went against a force that he was commanding i was like looking up there's a whole lot of battles that he was involved in i was like looking up a bunch of them and like uh the enemy forces would have like losses in the like triple digits to thousands and he would lose like 15 men jesus okay which is absolutely wild but he was fucking brutal in how he used those skills um it was kind of just something that was just i don't want to say swept under the rug because you can't really sweep that under the rug but it was something mm -hmm. that a lot of people just didn't really want to acknowledge um somebody actually put out a book in britain going over a bunch of the things that he did to people. Uh, I'm not going to go into them because they're very bad. But like 
uh, a lot of torture and that's kind of the light of it and like this dude published this book about like all of the things that he did in britain and morgan was just like nah bitch i never fucking did that and sued him for libel and won uh because the british government had more vested interests in continuing to allow these things to happen than they did for letting the people know that it was real great good yeah. great yep you're innocent because i like you the british government did this <laughs> yeah right what uh, next you're gonna tell me these people were white <laughs> and rich <laughs> yeah what at least they weren't landowners. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, unfortunately, we'll get to that. Um, oh, no. Yeah, this. The, I guess a colonizer's situ whole situation is yeah. about owning land. So uh, there's a whole lot of like political stuff. I At this point, I'm just like, yo, this guy fucking sucks. And I just wanted to like highlight the like top level overview um, so I didn't get into like a whole lot of the political intrigue. Yo ho ho and a bottle of scum is what you're saying. Ah. Basically, yeah, England and Spain did not fucking like each other because they were trying to, you know, colonize the same parts of the world. It was basically like they were so close to like all out open war, but nobody either. Nobody really wanted to be the first one to pull the trigger. So they just kept like fucking taking pot shots at each other. Um, at some point, in order to like diffuse tensions a little bit, the British government actually arrested uh henry morgan but there was this big like propaganda plan from what i understand to uh make him be viewed as a hero for turning himself into the authorities so that he can you know help improve how uh people perceive the greatness of england like he was willing to put himself in the sights of everybody to like diffuse those tensions which uh, fun fact he was never charged of anything or brought to a trial and they actually let him go and then fucking knighted the dude he's a knight and he goes by captain sir henry morgan is his official title it's better branding that way <laughs> this is yeah. like don't buy the product anymore bad we'll get there we will get there <laughs> Because that is where I have come down on this after looking into this more. Get that Bacardi. It's made by bats. Bats are our friends. That's what I'm saying. I will get there, Nate. <laughs> Bacardi B over here. After he... Shut the fuck up. After he was fucking knighted and, you know, revered as this, like... They basically what they literally did was just like, we have this really, really good war criminal that is very good for us. So let's knight him and turn him into a national hero. And then, like, after he got released, he just went back to Jamaica, um, where he was appointed lieutenant governor. He, he's the suicide squad. Fucking Amanda oh Waller's like, I need you. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh, man. What are we, some kind of private pirate force? God, that's all <laughs> privateering is. It's just the suicide squad for pirates. Some kind of pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So uh, while he was there, he was uh, kind of given the mission from the, the motherland, England. He was ordered to, quote, eradicate piracy from jamaican waters which as we all know is like hiring an arsonist as a firefighter <laughs> um, this was something that he was like very public about but also all of those pirates are his friends like he's mm. not gonna do shit to them so like piracy was just fucking rampant um additionally and here's where it gets even worse he owned three plantations and a large amount of slaves Right. Why not? 
in the 1670s (laughs) through the 1680s, he actually led multiple military campaigns to completely eradicate the Jamaican Maroons, which are a group of escaped African slaves. And while ultimately this was unsuccessful, the motherfucker still tried. This was not something he was ordered to do. This is something that he just wanted to do because he owned slaves. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, on August 25th, 1688, uh, Sir Henry Morgan passed away. Unfortunately, he was very wealthy. He passed peacefully Uh. and was given a state funeral. In 1692, just about four years after... Uh, An earthquake hit Port Royal, Jamaica, and about two thirds of the town, including Morgan's burial site, sank into the Kingston Harbor. Um, His body has never been located, hopefully because it kept falling and eventually ended up in hell where he will continue to burn for all eternity. Um, (laughs) Call me by your name. (laughs) No, he doesn't deserve that. He doesn't get to see Lil Nas X's makeup. Yeah. (laughs) Like straight up, that's like not a joke. Like there was like a really bad earthquake and it like straight up took out like two thirds of that town and they have never been able to like find his remains. I don't like like contrary to my reports, I don't believe in any afterlife or any supernatural anything. But like. I want this fucker to burn. Those were the souls of the people he killed. That oh, did that yeah. Sure. 100%. <laughs> uh, so now let's get into the company. Oh, God. Uh, so in 1944, uh, the Seagram Company, who is based in Canada, decided, hey, let's uh, let's buy a distillery from the Jamaican government and let's call it the Captain Morgan Rum Company, which is, hey, super fucked up on top of like all of just the fact that the British colonization process fucked up the entire history and like everything about like that community. And then uh, this company from Canada just like swings in to make money and names it after uh, one of the worst things that's ever happened to the culture of Jamaica. That's super fucked up. Currently uh, the company is owned by uh, Diageo, Diageo, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like this big Diageo. Diageo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize they own fucking everything in spirits, uh, including uh, Smirnoff, Tanqueray, Bailey's Irish Cream, and Hennessy, just to name like four things. There's a giant list on Wikipedia of everything they own. Captain Morgan was a Seagram brand. Okay. But I think Seagram either sold Captain Morgan to them or was like bought out entirely by them. I wasn't sure. I think Bacardi might be one of their things. I hope not. Uh, they do not own it. Nice. Yes. We are free to get drunk on that bat rum. Yeah, unfortunately, they fucking own my favorite gin. So my, me too. Tanqueray. <laughs> of all the gin joints. Yeah. Uh, and I guess uh, Ryan Reynolds aviation gin. Huh. Ryan. <laughs> uh so um (laughs) at this point i i like i was writing my notes and i'm like i'm just too mad to like finish this out in a like decent way yeah no and big ups to you for doing this report like finding out like uh uh-oh he's big racist pirate (laughs) and then doing it but like something that like makes me personally like never want to contribute to anything captain morgan ever again uh So they're currently doing like all their distillery stuff in the U.S. Virgin Islands. It was in Jamaica and then they moved it. There is a Captain Morgan Visitor Center, uh, like a lot of like, you know, like big corporations or whatever do, where if you're like at their headquarters or like a very important site to them, they'll like, you know, build like a monument to their fucking corporation history, which is always usually incredibly fucking whitewashed. And this is no different um, where there is this uh, text 
uh, is listed at the bottom of the page. You may know the man on that battle by name, but to know the actual legend of Captain Henry Morgan is to know the privilege it is to be holding that glass. White privilege. <laughs> the man on the bottle was the governor of Jamaica. By the way, he was the governor of Jamaica for three months because I think somebody died. And he probably killed them. <sighs> yeah. Um, a young 17th century Welshman who set out for the West Indies and changed the landscape of the Caribbean and the New World. First of all, yeah, no shit. He's terrible. He changed the landscape of it. <laughs> and then and then the landscape changed who? <laughs> God. The, the last paragraph on there, I think, is the worst part because it just really shows you how much they do not give a fuck about, like, the legacy of the stuff they've done. His unwavering ambition and leadership took him to every port of call, writing a legend and reputation that would precede him the rest of his days, which is, you know, I guess technically true because uh, he sucked. Uh, he was simply the most legendary pirate to ever sail the seas. By the way, that's not a good thing. Um, a <laughs> distinction that earned him not just a lifetime of loyal crew by his side, but also the title of Sir Henry Morgan and Governor of Jamaica. It is the legend and character of this man on which the famous Captain Morgan Rum Company is built. Like the Captain Morgan Dump Company. I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, would, I would like to close uh, my notes by just saying, very simply, eat shit, Captain Morgan. Yeah, eat shit and continue being dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where like this was something that they actively decided to like start marketing as like Captain Morgan in 1944. And so like it, it's kind of a gray area as to whether or not this contributed like them deciding to do this was something that contributed to like a lot of pirate stuff but like also way way before 1944 you know like how people see pirates today like all of that is just a result of just a colossal amount of fucking whitewashing by what pirates actually did right there's my very not funny report uh but boy i felt like that was important to get out there yeah, yeah, that's like legitimately changed my spending yeah. habits on Alchemaboos like one trillion percent. Also, like Captain Morgan ain't even that fucking good. No, like, it's not. It's not. We're a Bacardi family here. Yeah, fucking we're all Bacardi families now. <laughs> Keeping up with the Bacardashians. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If I'm drinking rum, which I like almost never do, I'll probably get like Kraken or something. I can't. I can't. I not because it's problematic or bad. I just had a really bad sure. time drinking crack and watching the Digimon. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's the greatest sentence I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Sammy, come on, come on our fun food mascot podcast. We'll talk about how I don't know the the Budweiser frogs are all like in a gay polyamory <laughs> thing. Instead, let's do Spotlight for Rum. Yeah, give me that Sensei sequel with the Budweiser yeah. frogs. <laughs> How else do you think they could all speak together at the same time? Oh my god, right. Yeah, I, I didn't like set out because the way that like we pick what we're gonna do our reports on is we just are like, there's gotta be something here, and then just go for it. Like we don't because really... there always is. There's yeah. at least an interesting story. Totally. Um it's just that this one is not funny at all. Yeah, this one's got <laughs> a lot of bad things in it. And this one is just uh the most capitalism story ever told over the span of fucking five hundred years. Yeah, I don't really have much more of that. So, well, I've got I've got a silly one. Good. We we <laughs> need it. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess we'll just take a quick break and uh take a shower. Yeah. Oh. Go quick quick prayer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let us pray and we will be right back. 
right, we are back. Uh, Nate, please lighten the mood a little. <laughs> no one that is listening to this is allowed to Google this because it will oh spoil the the vibe of it. If you're driving, keep going. If you're driving, put it in reverse <laughs> and put a brick on the pedal because we're about to go back. We're about to go back in time to consume. What does it mean to consume? The word consume is defined as to ingest food or drink, to use something up, to completely destroy something, or to absorb the energy and attention of something. This program, at least my part anyway, especially today, <laughs> serves the purpose to inform the masses on the lesser and greater pantheons of gods that we interact with every day, but are yet hitherto unaware of the machinations of. These deities are worshipped via the purchase of their products. Some are worshipped at temples that we call fast food restaurants, also known as quick service restaurants or QSRs. With few exceptions, it's unclear where these deities come from or what their life cycle is. And this is what I've been building towards uh, lately is like, what if I try to get like a wikiable oh, lore no. going here? Oh, oh, Christ. <laughs> and I'm adding I'm adding little little bits into it here. Uh, in the case of the Chiquita Banana Lady or Mr. Peanut, I speculate on the life cycle and nature of these creatures. However, today I'm going to talk to you about an entity that perhaps completed its life cycle or has perhaps moved on to the next round or even entered a state of stasis where it awaits its next meal. Are you familiar with the uh, restaurant known as Rax? No. I, I don't think so. Oh, Good. Oh, no. oh, oh boy. <laughs> Rax was mostly a roast beef restaurant, not unlike Arby's, that existed in the Illinois, Kentucky, Indiana, and Ohio areas in 1967 through 1995-ish. There are eight um, locations today. Only two or three of those are owned by, like, the company of Rax. The other ones are just like, well, the old people like to eat here, so I'm just going to I'm gonna own one, you know, franchise shit. Mm. So in that time frame that they mostly operated in, they had, like, 225 locations or something. But in that time in just America... Lots of restaurants came and went, um, some staying as regional chains with a few dozen locations. Um, other places spread out and moved to like become medium sized things like your Culver's is or your In-N-Out's and stuff like that. And some of them are large chains like, you know, you blaze pizzas or stuff, stuff like that, where it's like you can go anywhere and there's there's probably one in town. Some fast food restaurants do not worship any particular deity much like a Unitarian church that we humans might attend. However, what happens when an untethered deity finds a suitable place of worship? to reside. What happens when a deal is made to save a struggling restaurant? Rax as a restaurant went through many different menu changes and gimmicks to try and like give itself a thing and make itself appealing to people. In reality, the restaurant is kind of fancier Culver's or Wendy's. Like it's 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 got like slightly better food than the better. Like it's not Burger King or Taco Bell or McDonald's good as they are it's not Wendy's where it's like okay I want to like a slightly better mm -hmm. like they got the skins on the fries there or whatever you yeah. know what I mean like <laughs> um, this was a tier above that okay and that tier not really existing anymore is probably a hint of things to come for this restaurant <laughs> but it was like a still fast food restaurant like you go up to the counter and order things you didn't have a wait staff giving you beverage refills and such there was an ad campaign where Rax insisted that the option of a single chicken sandwich at other restaurants was imprisoning the masses they made like a 1984 about chicken sandwiches fucking what hashtag free Fortnite. Jesus fucking they, Christ <laughs> they also um, instituted an eeny meeny miny chicken sandwich situation because of that where they had the same chicken sandwich just with 
with different toppings on it, insisting they were three different sandwiches altogether. I mean, I guess technically, you know. This ad concludes with eeny, meeny, miny, where's Mo? Mo, there ain't no Mo. <laughs> oh my God. I wanna die. Signifying that they truly did not have anything. <laughs> oh. um, and there was nothing more than a normal chicken sandwich with either mushrooms or peppers on it. And that was it. <laughs> That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine, is- Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Rax also had a campaign where they serve what I guess were meatball subs in pita bread. The tagline, of course, was pocket to me. Um, No. (laughs) Do not know. I'm not making any of this up. Just structurally, I'm trying to think of how like a meatball sandwich in pita bread. It's like the heaviest meat with the thinnest amount of. It's like cup ramen in a bread bowl. That's like (laughs) the worst flatbread I've ever heard of. I would still eat it. I just want to get that on the record. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But (sighs) I want to I want to have a meal that becomes a funnel the longer it exists. (laughs) So I could just I could just go gird it from the bottom. Face meat ball. <laughs> the food to goop pipeline. The food to goop pipeline. Yeah, exactly. Good. Rax also tried making pizza their thing as well as deli style sandwiches. However, the thing that persisted and made them like a thing was roast beef sandwiches as well as their endless salad bar. Their signs always said endless salad bar, so I'm just like picturing this like river sticks of like <laughs> this this never ending river sticks of lost souls of like croutons and hard boiled <laughs> eggs and olives and such. I know unlimited salad bar is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's a per- a perfectly normal thing, and this. Right. This means the same thing. Endless has sort of like a Sandman vibe to it. Like. It implies that you aren't the one that decides when you're yeah. done eating the salad. Like, it, like that sounds like those fucking like joke stories that people will tell about like going to Olive Garden and never being allowed to leave because you don't get to eat because you don't eat all of your breadsticks. <laughs> you will end. We won't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that was one of the avenues I could have gone on with this, but I found a better one. Also, just I don't trust an endless salad bar at a fast food chain. That's how you you get E. coli. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. The E stands for endless. Yeah, (laughs) endless coli. So. You can see that Rax was like kind of like a more like quote unquote adult restaurant. Like they didn't really focus on like, hey, kids, it's me, the fucking roast beef uh, monster here. Have this or whatever. It's just like we, we do have food here. Even their advertisements that had children in them, like the children were like, I want to be an adult and eat at Rax, mama. <laughs> like it was very, Jesus it Christ. was very stupid. <laughs> Who got the childhood video of me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is you. <laughs> Mother, I shall think that I will have a McFlurry. It was so, so satisfactory the last time I did a Dane on it. But, but, but Mama, I keep running out of salad. Wherever can I find more? I want an mm. endless salad bar. One does so enjoy the French fry. <laughs> <laughs> Consider the burger. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to what this show is now, which is us saying fancy things about food. Oh, yes. The McDouble. <laughs> the, the McDouble. The Royale with cheese. I do so enjoy the large Mac. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god. How quaint this filet o fish. <laughs> <laughs> I love Irish food. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry, one does enjoy Irish food. One does enjoy Irish food. Oh, fuck. And I do say that clown does have a dump truck of an ass. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so this sucks. So obviously advertising you that your restaurant is boring isn't really a great idea. So Bill Underhill, the president of Racks at the time, must have seen a dip in sales and uh, the low interest in his restaurant. That sounds like the name of an adult in any YA novel I've ever read. Bill Underhill. <laughs> yeah. No, that dude is in witness protection for sure. <laughs> His full name is William Underhillian. <laughs> um, uh, I hate this show. So seeing the decline in business and like, like if you had a restaurant that was like, okay, so are they the chicken place, the salad place, the burger place, the roast beef place, the pizza place or the deli sandwich place what were they this week i don't know mm -hmm. like that's not people have a usual like that's how we yeah. open our program is like what do you normally get like mm -hmm. but if your normal thing got discontinued and it seems like a farce now <laughs> like it's 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 crazy seeing those sales dip um he must have made some sort of heavenly pact with a free agent of restaurant deities however this monkey's paw Faustian deal would attract a deity that wanted more than to be worshipped and more than to represent a product. Mr. Delicious is a boring cartoon adult that has a receding hairline, a briefcase, a plaid suit, thick rimmed glasses, sensible shoes, and a monotone voice. Bill Und William Underhilliam said that Mr. <laughs> Delicious represents us all and talks about the dilemmas and problems facing the everyday man. However, Mr. Delicious is not an ordinary man or even a man at all. And so now I'm sending you guys the photos okay. uh, in the group chat of what this is. The vibe on Mr. Delicious was he would show up. He's a black and white cartoon. He would show up in front of ads of racks of just people like driving up and getting stuff from the drive-thru of racks, which how do you have a salad bar with a drive-thru anyway? It's like, hi, I'm Mr. Delicious. Everybody says that this is good food, so I eat the good food. Dickity D. That's how he signed off was saying Dickity D. Ah. Oh. <laughs> um, so. Love the crown. So this, <laughs> so this, I'm sending you, Mr. Delicious recommends some twisty fries and a shake after therapy. What? No, no, no. That's not, that's no one. That's Mr. Fraser Crane. Yeah. yeah. If you tasted Mrs. Delicious's <laughs> cooking, you'd be eating at Rax every day too. I didn't realize that Rax was R-A-X. Mm -hmm. No, me neither. Also, like, Mr. Delicious just looks like... Yeah, he looks like Fraser Crane, but also like the G-Man from Half-Life. Mm, the D-Man. Um, and, and finally, Mr. Delicious appreciates the Rack's value menu ever since his ex-wife took him to the cleaners. This is... <laughs> Things are going great for Mr. Delicious. This is the most boomer-ass bullshit I have ever seen. Absolutely. Mr. Delicious is an absolutely nothing character that I cannot believe was chosen <laughs> to try and sell real food to real people and get them excited. He's an old man in a black and white cartoon in the 80s. It's absolutely insane. He looks like what people think of when they think of a shrink. 
<laughs> yeah. Fraser Crane. Yeah, 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 absolutely. This man is absolutely an energy vampire from yeah. uh, what we do in the shadows. Absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, yes. This is Colin Robinson's dad. The vibe with this is so weird, and the ad agency and Rax were so fucking excited about Mr. Delicious. They made like a 20-minute like fake documentary about him and how much people love him. And it's clearly people acting. And it's like, there's like interviews and it's like, they interview this, like, I don't know, like 25 year old kid. And he's like, normally when there's commercials on TV, I go take a leak. But when Mr. Delicious is on TV, forget about it. I'll hold it. <laughs> oh, this is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's a bunch of women being like, I like Mr. Delicious. He's sensible. And like, just being like, his no-nonsense, like, demeanor is sexy or whatever. He's like, Rex isn't a restaurant for people that piss their pants. He doesn't say piss their pants. He says <laughs> wet the bed. Yeah. But it's still the sentiment of just like, if you have an uncontrollable bladder, do not come near my roast beef. Okay. Th this guy right here, like, this picture of Mr. Delicious is, like, what I would think that, like, uh, family therapist in Rugrats they kept talking about always was. Lipschitz. Lipschitz. Yeah getting a big vibe from that like <gasps> not any good at his job he's just kind of there yeah so yeah that's 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 mr delicious um and so now i'm going to talk about what he might really be um oh god this report is less about what Rax wanted out of mr delicious but more of what mr delicious wanted from Rax. not even so much as that but that mr delicious wanted racks itself from a radio ad hello there mr delicious here the new cartoon spokesman for racks restaurants my job to encourage you to enjoy tasty afford and by the way i'm giving a way better line read than this guy <laughs> i was gonna say there's a lot of flavor here. yeah <laughs> mr i i'm mixed or delicious um <laughs> to encourage you to enjoy tasty affordable meals in a more mature dining environment See, Mr. Delicious doesn't appreciate unnecessary commotion while he's eating. It brings out the more dangerous, hostile side of Mr. D. That's at least what his analyst says. At Rax, Mr. Delicious can enjoy a sandwich or endless salad without bright yellow formica upsetting his stomach. So, he's just a fucking wet blanket piece of shit, basically, from these ads. But, him talking about having a dangerous side, the bright yellow formica upsetting his stomach. These advertisements may seem like Mr. Delicious was eating at racks. Au contraire, I did type. <laughs> Mr. Delicious was eating racks, but not the food, not anything on the menu. Mr. Delicious was period eating period racks period. Mm. And we're not talking about sucking on titties. <laughs> Jesus okay, so Christ. someone said it. <laughs> Everyone's thinking it. I'm yeah, just saying it. <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> I genuinely thought when you were bringing up Rax, like, ah, this evolves into Hooters. Yeah. This oh my God. I didn't even think about that. That's what I thought you were going to do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Owned by the Nipples Incorporated Company. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's this man is like the opposite energy of what Hooters gives out. I think mm -hmm. Ariola is uh, international. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mister Mister D stands for something else over there. It stands for Mister Donka Donka. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, he was eating racks. This hasty deal made by William Underhillium to the nameless old ones that become fast food deities when we perceive them when they find a suitable host. 
Some desire to be desired, while others only live to consume. And at the beginning of this report, I defined consuming as to imbibe food and drink, to destroy, to consume the energy and attention. Bill Underhill wanted people to eat racks. Hell, their slogan at some at one point was, and I'm not making this up, racks. You can eat here. <laughs> Good. That's a weight off of my mind. Good. <laughs> However, Mr. D saw the struggling, desperate man saying, you can eat here, and Mr. D ate there. He ate all of them. But what I'm saying is that the slogan was, you can eat here, and Mr. D said, like, like in my mind, I'm picturing these, like, these, these mascots as, like, bound by certain rules, like a spell sure. or whatever, where it's just like... Yeah. You said you can eat here, and I'm going to eat there. Like how, like, all of the non, like, Disney stories of genies are like, okay, well, I'm going to, like, twist this in a way. Yeah, monkey's paw shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, he meant, oh, I can eat here, but here is a noun. Mm-hmm. I can, I can eat there. <laughs> Capital H, here. Galactus. I am... 100% thinking about um, from Attack on Titan, like the, the first shot of the Colossal Titan. <laughs> it's just Mr. Poking D. their head up above the wall. <laughs> so, Rax is mostly no longer in business. Like I said, they have maybe two or three locations that are owned by From Rax to Riches, Inc. That's a good name. I'm not going to lie. That's yeah. Great. No, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> okay, sure. Fuck <laughs> the other one. The other ones are just like, I think it's just like this man still owns this restaurant, sure, is basically yeah. what it is. They were going to make them into Hardee's. But they ran out of money before they could do that. <laughs> they filed for bankruptcy and closed mostly uh, all of their stores uh, shortly after in introducing Mr. Delicious. That's at least what they'd like you to think. Mm. Mr. Delicious clearly had therapists and analysts trying to restrain his true nature and keep him from destroying the already suffering Rax empire. However, they clearly failed. After presenting all of this evidence, it's clear that what Mr. Delicious is, what Mr. Delicious did, is different from that. The reason that you don't know anything about Rax the restaurant is that Mr. Delicious made a meal of them all. Mr. Delicious now could have returned to the meatball pita pocket dimension of nothingness in between realities where he waits for another desperate plea for help from a failing business so that he can consume again. Or, having completed his meal, he has been sent to another echelon where he assumed a different form and is already wreaking havoc on our next reality. It's impossible to tell. It's impossible to comprehend. It may be even impossible to escape. Life feeds on life. This concludes all known lore on Mr. Delicious. I don't know what the show is anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> and like, And like only a quarter of that is like me being like, he's a demon or whatever. Yeah. But like the setup for it is just like, and full disclosure, I got this idea from watching a suggested video on YouTube from the Vlogbrothers of all people. Hank Green was talking about Mr. Delicious and how fucking... Why did you do? Why would why would you be like that's my guy? <laughs> Mr. Delicious. <laughs> I'd rather be at like a cartoon. And this they later did this for kids uh, or tried to in like one of their four locations, like a little alligator that was like, "Hey kids, come eat here." It's like you're a fucking animal of prey. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier when when you showed us the the picture of him, he's got a little fun briefcase that says Mr. D, and I was like, "Ha ha, Mr. Dick." But now at the end of all of that, I'm like. 
the D doesn't stand for dick. It stands for Dormammu. <laughs> it stands for deity. Yeah. I think the most terrifying thing of all is that maybe the D doesn't actually stand for anything. Oh, no. It stands for nothing. <laughs> and and you will fall for anything. God. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's, that's, the, that's the story of Rax. If you have <sighs> been to... Or know of racks before no, this. No, you or, haven't. No, you haven't. Yeah, I was like, maybe I work this into like it's erasing it from the memories of people or whatever. And like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just so wild to be like, yeah, we have, you know, 215 restaurants everywhere. How about a boring man? Oh, we're out of business? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, there's only like seven of us across five states? Oh. Shit collapse like the Roman Empire. Yeah, Let's go. absolutely. Um, the, the Rax Empire. So from, from <laughs> racks to riches to rags, actually, is, is, is the story here. Yeah. It's Romulus, Remus, and Rax. <laughs> Romulus and Roast Beeficus. <laughs> <laughs> so yes oh fuck this show <laughs> so i'm building i'm building on the lore of of the of the deities here that they they all I, i'm still trying to figure out what's special about earth like why here um but we'll figure that out later me too but that's like just the sort of thing i'm dealing with just my therapist a broadly general <laughs> question you know <laughs> mm -hmm. uh sammy thanks for being here i guess I'm, I, I think, think I'm sorry that you had to be here for that. <laughs> I will. I will either send you like a, a, a gift basket of, of of thanks or or uh, like a note from my therapist, like an invoice. Just like have your therapist invoice me. Yeah, that's fine. The name of this podcast should have been Edible Arrangements or Edible Derangements. Ooh. That's way better. <laughs> Sammy, where can people find you on the internet? Um, just hiding in my closet after that. Um, you can find me most places at Dr. VMD. I do have a podcast where me and my best friend get drunk and watch movies called Drink Compatible. We're on Twitter at Drink Compatible. It's a good, good podcast. Yes. And I actually mix that podcast as well. Yeah. Um, so if you for some reason are like, God, I wish I had more from these weird people that I like. Um, <laughs> that the podcast comes from my computer as you hear it, I guess. I don't, but you should still go listen to it. <laughs> it absolutely rules. Uh, it's It's got the energy of this podcast, but talking about films yeah. and personal connections and uh, getting increasingly more drunk as as the movies go on and it's uh it's like sawbones if um both people were justin mcelroy trying to explain a point about saw, something saw flicks. i saw flicks <laughs> the entire vibe of the show comes across to me as just like drunk history but for a movie mm. Ooh. i'm writing that down as, as my tagline first, first one's free kid uh, well uh if you've made it this far into this show consult your doctor uh, but thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you want to support the rest of our silly shows, subscribing on whatever platform you're on and leaving us a rating would really help us out as well. Uh, if you liked whatever the hell this ended up being, uh, check out the rest of the stuff we do it at some good shows on Twitter or some where the biz does in fact stand for business. If you have like an idea for a topic to cover, don't tell me what the report is going to be yes. like fully, but if you're like, Here's a regional like here's fucking, you know, absolutely Tom Carvello or whatever. Well, I'll talk about Fudgy the Whale or whatever. Yeah. Like, let's go. Um, if yeah. you have ex examples of, of like random things or if you're like, I would want to see what you guys could do with this again. Don't tell us how to write yes, the report. We but have a uh, we have a suggestions channel in our discord. So like anything if you if you think of like 
some weird thing that you saw on TV that you want us to talk about, please let us know because we can't find everything as much as we weirdly are always online. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. And we and we do write these reports about an hour and a half before we true. do them. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I, I did this while I was playing Final Fantasy. So <laughs> uh, our show art and music is by Zach Russell. Uh, their work can be found at Cavity Crew. Go hire them. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Camdy Man. And you can find me at, at, at Joe Biden. No, you can find me that. And you can, damn it. And you can find me at, at Victory Position. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, everybody asks, where's the beef? But not, why is the beef? 